and welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby, where we talk with your favorite LGBTQ authors. This is Anita Kelly, and my guest today is Susie Clark. Hi, Susie. Hi, hi, Anita. How's it going? It's going good. It's going really good, really well, actually. Uh, Weather's not too bad here in Ohio, and it's going good. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. Nice. Yeah, it's it's kind of like spring today. It, well, you know, our weather here, I don't know how it is for you, but it's awfully windy, but it's at least it's been sunny off and on, so nice. it's good. Nice, 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 nice. So, uh, so Susie, uh, I wanted to talk to you about... You have this series um, called Moon Shadow, right? Yes. Yes. And, and uh, very soon you will have the third book in that series being published. Is that correct? Okay. And and actually, it'll actually be out. You know, it'll be released in January, okay. January first. Okay, January first is going to and and. The name of that book is Shadow Dancers? Correct. Yeah, that's Shadow Dancers. It's the third and final book of the series. Okay. And it's the final book. Uh-huh. All right. I was wondering about that. I was wondering if there was <laughs> going to be more to come. Well, you know, some of my readers have, <laughs> have tried to convince me to write another one because they don't want it to end. But I, it's time, I think, to end it. What, what, so, what makes it time for you? Well, you know, uh, in a series, you have to be really careful because each time the book has to stand by itself. Mm -hmm. And after a while, you get, <laughs> you get so many different characters that you develop to keep, you know, keep the reader interested. It's really not a series anymore. It's, it's just a book. And so I think... I think this is the final one for Shadow Dancers, and and uh, Shadow Dancers, of course, will be the final one because I just feel like Rachel and Claire have taken it about as far as they can go, and and I wanted it to be exciting. I want it to be really exciting and and fun and adventurous for the reader, and that's why I think it's going to end. So okay, all right. Can you tell us a little bit about it without without? I guess spoiling it for for oh, without spoiling it, mm. that's a tough one. Well, <laughs> well, I can tell you that Rachel and Claire, um, their nemesis is back. Ishimiko is back, okay. and uh, she is just she's back with a vengeance. So it all evol it it evolves around <clears throat> Rachel and Claire and what Ishi tries to do to get them. And to get even with Rachel and no holds are barred this time. So it's an all out war, I think, for both of them. Wow. So, so this, um, the, the nemesis tries to, uh, come between Rachel and Claire or she acts, she doesn't actually try to, but she does because of, right, because of what happens and, and, you know, how Rachel, reacts um, yeah i mean it causes it causes some real friction and tension between rachel and claire and of course um you know that threat is there constantly for rachel of course she's got a history with she's got all these uh, emotional issues that she's has to come to terms with also rachel does so yeah it, and of course um you know like I said, in each of the series each book other characters are developed and we got some really fun 
I think some really fun characters that have come forward that were secondary characters that take have taken a, a bigger lead. Tilly is back and uh, she's taken a bigger lead and uh, Catherine, who is one of uh, Rachel's coworkers, is taking a bigger lead this time too. And they're both fun characters. It was just a really fun book to write, a fun story to write. Wow. Um, so <laughs> I, I say wow because it's it's intense. <laughs> Right, it it is. It really is. So and you, you like writing intense books? Yeah, I you know I think um, I like a book with a lot of meat in it. Okay. And I like I like a lot of adventure and action, and uh, I find because I'm a, a romantic intrigue writer, it, it's it's tough to to make those two plot lines come together. That's probably the hardest the hardest thing to write is trying to get for me is trying to get those two plot lines to come together and make them cohesive and make them, um, you know, blend real well together and get, and to get them balanced. Yeah. You know, I was wondering about that. Like your, um, genre is, I guess you're, you're kind of labeled as an intrigue or thriller, thriller writer. Right. But yeah. Romantic intrigue. Right. Yeah. So, so what do you think is like the most difficult, aspect of like including that uh, i'll say it's like a romantic subplot right within that whole intrigue mm -hmm, plot mm -hmm. um, yeah it's it's woven together within the plot and i think um the hardest part is trying to weave that romantic blend that blending of those two the romantic and the intrigue get them blended and interwoven so tightly together that you can't separate the two because if you can separate the two then you just haven't balanced and blended them enough so mm -hmm. yeah that that's my goal is to just intertwine those two so tightly together you can't you can't rip them apart yeah that makes sense that if you can rip them apart that you haven't really uh entwined them enough right yeah i think so yeah i think so yeah you know i've read um some uh like intrigue romantic intrigue stories and and some of the things that go on between the two main characters in the middle of this like earth shattering disaster i'm like it's kind of uh, not a good weave i'll say um <laughs> because i'm like yeah that, that, that would not happen let's, you like let's stop and have some sex yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, that you know that is that is a pitfall for writers, and you you have to be very very careful to make sure that the time <laughs> that the timing <laughs> is good and correct. I mean, let's face it, readers are very smart, and that you know they're not going to fall for something like that. You just drop it in there, like you know, oh, let's go, let's do. Let's I know do it was like gratuitous right sex or something, you know. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you, you, the timing was just way off so <laughs> well you know that that is that is a pitfall for a writer it really is and you 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 have to really um structure that plot line so carefully to make sure that everything fits together and and i think you know to just write a, a flat-out intrigue or a flat-out romance you've got a story and you just you just follow it through to the end but with a romantic intrigue especially with one with a lot of action an adventure you really have to be careful how you weave that in definitely i would totally agree with that yeah <laughs> so um claire and rachel are your 
two protagonists, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. And they've been with you since book one. They have. They have. I'm, I'm kind of sad to say goodbye to them, but you know, you know what it's like by the time you write a book, you, you're done with the book. You just want to send it off to your publisher and be done. But I was kind of sad to send them off oh. on their little merry way. But yeah, it's it's been so fun to write them and uh, see their characters develop and the plot lines developed, you know, over the three books. So, yeah. So how do you think that they, they evolved as individuals and as a couple over the course of the three books? Boy, what a great question. Um, I think that probably Rachel, I have to say both of them have really evolved. Yeah. I'd say that both of them have evolved in a way that, that they um, they have both matured. I think I think Claire has really blossomed as far as her taking the lead on some things, and I think certainly Rachel has developed where she's willing to give a little more, and and not as self individualistic and self directed as she was before. She's you know they they got married, and you know they they they've had a really cohesive. You know, they've had their struggles, of course, mm-hmm. but I think they've really been cohesive in their marriage. And boy, in this last book, without giving any plot away, they they were certainly tested. But boy, they they came through it. I think. Yeah, yeah, love love wins, right? Yeah, it, well, it has to. You know, yeah. it love always wins, <laughs> <laughs> even when it loses, it wins. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Is that is that hard? Like, is that a difficult thing to have your characters really develop over three the course of three books i think the hard part was making sure that they developed at a good pace okay you know that the reader was able to follow along their growth and not not have uh dips and and spikes you know that 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 they could that they were developing and when the reader got done with the book they could look back and say oh yeah, you know, that's how that happened or they did that because I see that. Yeah. Yeah. I I would think that that's that's more difficult like to to write a series with uh recurring characters um because you really have to work on developing them versus a standalone where the characters are, you know, kind of once and done. Although they probably develop from the beginning and end of that novel, but it's it's um more of I don't know, a long-term kind of thing with, you know. Yeah, it, it really is. And you have to, you know, in a, in a th- well, I know other writers write more than three books, and I admire them for that, that they can pull that off. But under this three-book series with uh, Rachel and Clara, as they've developed, um, they've been they've ended up both of them have become more more strong and they've also as a couple have become stronger also so yeah well, that's nice. and hopefully the readers will you know it will be it was a natural process for the storyline so oh that's awesome awesome so um Claire and Rachel were in Moon Shadows, right? That was your first one. Uh-huh. Moon Shadow was the first one. Okay. And and that's where we met them. Um and was that also your first published novel? Yes, that was the first published one. So from um, from from then, right, to now, how has your writing style changed? 
Well, I think as far as my, I feel like my writing style, uh, my writing is more emotive. It's more descriptive. Okay. I feel like it's more intimate for the reader. Yeah. At least I hope it is. That's what I've tried to do in my growth. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so... Um, it's so wonderful to work with an editor. And I have to say at this point, it's been great working with Bold Strokes Books and their their editors. They just are amazing editors. Do you want to give and, a shout out to your editor? Oh, well, um, you know, <laughs> I don't feel I should okay. only because they, they're all real. I mean, they really are. I've worked with a couple now and they, they're okay. all really good. They really are. And it's a great team. They, they they do they have a great team and i have i have more than one editor because one is specializes in in the content the other specializes in the copy editing so i get i get the great privilege of working with two different editors awesome. which has really been great for me because each one brings a, a unique talent and skill to their to the book yeah and uh, it's just been great Nice. So, uh, you know, to pick, uh, I I kind of want to, but I'll do it. I do it, I think, in the, uh, I think I'll do it in the dedication or the, okay. you know, the acknowledgments. But again, I just, I don't want to say anyone because they, they're all, you, like you said, Anita, they are a great team there at Bold Strokes. They really are. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to toot their horn too much but boy I, I have really I have I feel I have really grown as a writer working with Bold Strokes books oh that's wonderful wonderful to hear yeah they're a, a first-rate outfit right they really are very professional yeah so yeah so working with an editor um you know and and letting and getting one that you really can work with and really have confidence in and trust in it just makes all the difference in your manuscript. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it does. Yeah. And, and, and I, I do learning have, opportunity, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really feel like Shadow Dancers, this last book of the series is the best book of the series. I, I think they're all, and they're good in their own way in each one of them. But Shadow Dancers for me as a writer is, I feel uh, that it is my best book. That's fantastic. What, like, that just speaks to how you've grown. Right? You think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see, we'll see what the what the readers think. I mean, I've got some very loyal readers, and they're just so great about uh, being being enthusiastic about the stories. And, uh, Wonderful. you know, I'm, I'm working on now that, uh, you know, Shadow Dancers is ready to come out in January, actually, you can pre-ordered i think right now but now that it's out i've been working on another another book for bold strokes but it's not the same it's a completely different book so okay is it in the same genre it's romantic intrigue yes it is but it's um actually it's historic it's uh, set in 1941 here in the united states about uh, several weeks before pearl harbor wow yeah, so, and it's about a, an agent who, a female agent who comes to a little town called Barberton, Ohio, which is in northeastern Ohio at the airplane factory there because they've got a possible spy. And it's a story of what she does and what happens to her and uh, cool. how she goes about her job. 
Cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm writing it right now. It's 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 it'll be due out November of 2022 next year. Okay. So I've got one come. Shattered Dancers will be out in January, and then uh, Enigma will be out in November. Enigma. Okay, great name too. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. So you mentioned your readers. You have uh, faithful readers, and um. Do they provide you with reviews? Um, um, well, you know, they give shout outs and stuff like that and things okay. like that. As far as reviews, I think they talk to each other. <laughs> they yeah. talk to each other. But as far as formal reviews, it's usually just uh, the reviewers, you know, the okay. formal reviewers. Okay. So um, do you read your reviews? Um, I try not to, actually, Anita. Okay. I try not to because... Um, it's really reviews are really for the reader, mm-hmm. not the don't you think for the not for the author but for the reader. No, so, you're absolutely uh, right. That that's that's it. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that before, but that is so true. <laughs> so you know, it's I feel like it's between the reviewer and the reader, and uh, it's not really going to help me one way or the other. Yeah. It's only going to either make me have a false sense of, gee, I'm really good, <laughs> or make me have a really false sense of, you better not write anymore. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know, and and it's sometimes it's just one person's opinion, right? Um, and you don't want to take that to heart um, because, you know, for, for that one opinion maybe being negative, there could be 20 that are positive. Um, and you know, I don't know. Well, you know, the first, I did the first, the first book, Moonshadow. Yeah. You know, it was my first book and my feelings were really tender as a writer. Yeah. You know, it's my first book and I had all those emotions and feelings of it. And when the reviews came out, they were really good, but there was, there were a couple that were threes. And I thought, how, and, and one of them just really was not, it was a three, but it was it wasn't, I didn't think it was a very good review. And I thought, how can I get these fives and then go to a three? It didn't make any sense to me. So I stopped reading them. Yeah. I I was, uh, actually, I was advised not to read them. That's a good, yeah. Someone gave you some good advice. That's really a good decision. I think Um, it's, it's good for your psyche. um, And it's good to keep you, you know, keep you going and keep you motivated as a writer um, because some of that stuff can just really set you back. Well, and again, I really believe that not all reviews, but most reviews are for the readers. Yep. And I want to kind of stay out of that, you know? Yeah. 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 That makes total sense. I love that you said that. Uh, yeah. So I had read um, that. So so in this series, right, um, Rachel especially finds herself in some life-threatening situations, right? And Yes. And yes. I had read that that you well, yourself I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, that you have survived some life-threatening situations and that kind of um lent to some insight into, you know, how Rachel would react and how she felt and uh can can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, um you know, everybody has things in their lives that they have to go through. And 
<clears throat> I've just been, <clears throat> excuse me, very fortunate that <clears throat> I have been in a life-threatening situation four different times in my life, either from uh, just circumstances or medical issues. And so, you know, when you when you have those th- situations where you've been told you're not going to live through the night or, you know, you're just, you just went through something that, boy, you're... <laughs> You turn around, you say, I'm alive, and you yeah. touch yourself to make sure you're still alive. Wow. It it does it does give you a perspective. Um, I'm a backpacker okay. and um, have been on the Appalachian Trail and other places. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, so when I wrote the story of Rachel and Claire and their surviving in, in Alaska mm-hmm. and the things that they went through in the wilderness there in Alaska after that plane crash, it wasn't real hard for me to write what they were feeling and what they were going through. I'm also an RN. So, you know, the medical piece of it was not hard for me to do. So um, it was, you know, it, it was through a lot of uh, imaginative self, you know, uh, expanding my own, (laughs) my own self experiences to be able to put it into the books. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Wow. Four life-threatening uh, situations in in one lifetime is pretty well. Wild. Hopefully, there won't be any more. <laughs> I know. Guys, are you a risk taker? You know, I'm not. I don't <laughs> think that I am, but I'm very active. Yeah. I'm a very active person, and I like to try things, new things, not not risky things. But I don't think they're risky. My mm-hmm. husband has a way of saying, you know. One time someone, I think I'd said this before on maybe might have been a podcast with you. I said, I was going somewhere and one of my uh, sons said, Dad, are you going to let her go there like that by herself? And he said, he he says, what what if something happened? What if somebody comes after her? And my husband said, well, that's their problem. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's perfect. That is perfect. Yeah. So, Yeah. yeah. Good for you. So did you have to do um, like any kind of, of research? Uh, yes, uh, actually for the, the series. Yeah. Yes, I've had to do research off and on depending on, you know, what was going on, weapons, that kind of thing. Um, uh, of course, Indian tribes. I did a lot of research on Indians, okay. the Indian tribes and uh, their customs what was appropriate, not appropriate. You know, you want to, you want to be very sensitive to those issues, um, especially um, when it comes to um, Rachel and her feelings for Claire and what they did and didn't do, mm-hmm. you know, on the reservation and that kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you- yes, I had to do a lot of research on that one. The The book coming up, Enigma Course, has been nothing but research. Yeah, I would, I would imagine, yeah. Well, you know, I, I my goal on Enigma is to immerse the reader in 1941. Yeah. Do you do you remember that that movie Somewhere in Time yes. with Christopher Reeves? Do you remember yep. that one? Oh yeah. Do you remember when Great he pulled movie. out that penny and <laughs> and everything? Yeah. We got ruined. Well, I want to immerse I want to immerse my reader in 1941 and so there's no pennies. <laughs> Ah, so they're not okay. going to slip out in any way. So it's been, you know, oh my gosh, the research to try to make this absolutely in 1941. My husband is, my family and husband is sick of hearing Glenn Miller oh, <laughs> and their radio broadcast. Seriously. So, yeah. 
Oh yeah. my goodness. I have an LP set of Glenn Miller. Oh, I love Glenn Miller. Yeah, it was from my was uh, so cool. my aunt had uh given it to me when I was a kid. I used to love swing music. Oh big, yeah. Big band. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well that's you know, it's all part of what's gonna happen in this in this book. So I'm I'm excited about it. But with with Shatter Dance there's especially the ending and there's uh, several countries that are, you know, it takes place in several places and different cities and stuff. So, yeah, there was a lot of research that I, I had to do with it to make sure I get it right. That, you know, my goal always is to immerse the reader in the story and keep them right there with them. So, yeah, yeah. And that's not always an easy task, right? No, it isn't because one little slip up of a word. I remember I was reading a book not too long ago and it was a, uh, Western, mm-hmm. and and they mentioned they just mentioned a word. It was just one word, and I thought about that, and I thought to myself, they didn't use that word back then, and it kind of like it was a spoiler almost for me, you know. Yeah, that's so, funny that you should say that because I was just reading something over the weekend, and there was a word thrown in there, and I was like, that just doesn't fit with the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to be so careful, you know, words like, uh, you know, things that they use, of course, back in in, uh, the book was Rachel and Clara or that's this current time period. So we're good. We're good on that. But I didn't have to worry too much about that. So, yeah. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. I I should send you some entries from my dad. I have my dad's uh, journal from I think it's 1942. Oh, I would love it if you could do it. I would love to read it. Oh, if you'd you'd be willing to share it, I would love to read it. I had the the sweetest experience. There was a a, a little lady here. She's 93. And uh, she wanted me to come over and talk with her about World War II. And she was a teenager during World War II. And she was so open to letting me talk with her. And we just had the greatest, the greatest conversation about what it was like for her. And, and, uh, you know, so it was, it was great. That's so cool. Nice. Nice. That's, that's probably, uh, she probably gave you good fodder for your story. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, when, when I talk about, uh, the, the moon shadow, the shadow series, you know, it's it's. Um, I, I think about Rachel and Claire, and you know what could have been for them. And I I don't I can't talk too much about it because I don't want to spoil the last book. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not careful, I'm going to spoil a couple of things for the readers, and I don't want to I don't want to do that because I am really excited about how the story ends yeah. and what happens to them. Yeah, that's so. cool. That's very cool. Yeah, we don't we don't want to give out. No, any. I don't want I don't want to spoil it for the my they, they shoot me, <laughs> drag me out of my house, and just, my readers would drag me out of the house and shoot me. How dare you? <laughs> so I don't I don't have to cut in and say spoiler alert on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gonna try real hard not to do that. I have a reader who's in. Uh, Oregon. She's she's out in the middle of Oregon mountains and she's counting she's got a thing that she counts her the days until the book comes out. And if uh-huh. I if she heard this, <laughs> she'd come scalp me. <laughs> <laughs> if I said something and spoiled it for her. Oh, so. <laughs> so um you have Enigma, you're working on Enigma right now. And um, one of the things that I have encountered in doing this podcast and talking to authors is that so many authors have 
uh, like unfinished work that they started a long time ago um, or just, you know, they're half finished or, or just unpublished. Um, do you have uh-huh. anything like that lying around? Um, I don't. Okay. And I, I have, what I do is I have some uh, chapter, a couple chapters of books that are not written. They're not lying around. They're in my, what I call the queue. Uh-huh. But I've got several in the queue that uh, I say, okay, I'm, I'm thinking right now. Of course, I'm right in the middle now of writing Enigma. So I, that's taking my whole focus. But towards the end of when I start writing, I'll be starting to think, okay, what, you know, what's the next one? And I go to that queue and look at the chapter, couple of chapters that I've written or, or a chapter summary or an outline or something of the books that I have in my queue. I've got, uh, I have I've decided that I want to write a diff, different genres yeah. for right now. I've I've gotten romantic intrigue. Mm-hmm. They'll all have some part of romance. I think they'll all they all have some form of romance okay. and intrigue. So it's probably like for example, um, historical is coming up with Enigma. Mm-hmm. I've got a western called um, Western Blue about a woman in the late eighteen hundreds who's cheated out of her her inheritance by her stepbrother wow. and she's, she's given a broken down run down piece of junk <laughs> ranch in Montana and no men will work for her. No one will work for her. And so she decides she's going to advertise for women. And uh, it's a story of her and these women that come to work for her and what happens to her and these women. I think it's going to be a, a fun, fun book to oh, write. That sounds really great. I love, yeah. I love Western. So yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be really, yeah, I think it's going to be a fun book to write. I've got another one called um, Crimea River. It's a, it's a revenge, revenge with a twist, a big twist to it. Wow. So, and then I've got another one called, it's a sci-fi call. I haven't got a name for it yet. It's basically a, a team of astronauts who are deceived and believe that they're, their quantum drive is working fine on the ship, and it's not. It's three seconds off. Oh. And once they hit the quantum drive, they're off three seconds on their course. Okay. And what happens to them and where they end up. So. Oh, wow. Wow. That sounds wild. So, yeah. And then, of course, when I, once I get Enigma done and turn it in, of course, I'll be working on it with the editor for a while. But I'm going to take some time off to sharpen my saw, so to speak, and uh, <laughs> do a little backpacking and just kind of thinking about the direction that I want to go in as a writer and what more I can do to make myself a better writer. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Like just, you know, these stories that you have in your queue sound just really like great plot lines. Um, I'm excited about them. I, you know, I've got I know I said to you before, as writers, uh, sometimes we just sit down and think about what we can write. And I remember one day I thought, okay, what, how, you know, what can I come up with? And just this time that I've got right now, what kind of stories can go, come up with? And I came up with 40 different stories. Wow. 40 different, just not plot lines, not outlined or anything, just, just ideas, ideas. story ideas. Yeah. Story ideas. So wow. as writers, well, as writers, it's in us, it's in us to have these ideas. That's what makes us, I think that's what makes us writers. Yeah. But 40 is like phenomenal. Well, 
I don't know if I can come up with 40 more. <laughs> so, so am I hearing you have 40 more books coming out? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm hoping for a hundred. Awesome. <laughs> Who knows? All you know? right. All right. I, I hope that I have a, a career in writing that I, that the writers or readers are excited to read my work yeah. and that I have a lot of books out. I, I love it. I would hope that I would. Good, good. But again, you know, that quality is what I want, that quality of, of a story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, you're putting out some quality books, quality reads. Well, um, thank you. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping you have a hundred more books in you. <laughs> oh, thanks. I really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so, um, so uh, let's see, we have coming out in January, we January 1st, right? It's being released, yes, Shadow yes. Dancers, yep. um, which is part of the Moon Shadow Trilogy, are we calling it, or just series? Yeah, Shadow Series. We call it the Shadow Series, yeah. Okay. And, and then in November, uh, Enigma is going to be coming out, which is um, a historical romance intrigue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Romantic awesome. intrigue set oh. in 1941 here in the United States, right yeah, before great. Pearl Harbor. Nice, nice. All right. So, um, once Enigma is is finished into the publishers, um, you're going to take a break, but but we'll be hearing more from you. Um, yes. Awesome. Awesome. Absolutely. So, great. I'm just going to take a little break to sharpen the saw. Okay. And. Uh, I've not heard that expression before. <laughs> you, well, you have know, some good the, ones. <laughs> the old expression is, don't be too too busy sawing to sharpen a saw. Ah. And uh, the story of the young man who was challenging the older man to a, a contest of sawing trees, sawing logs. And the older man was just sawing, sawing, sawing. And the younger man would saw and he'd he'd leave for a little while and come back and saw more and come back and he ended up winning and, and the older man couldn't figure out why he won. And he said, I, I stopped to sharpen my saw. Ah, I never heard that before. Yeah. So yeah, I want to stop and uh, take a look at the, you know, make sure I'm going in the direction that I want to go into and yeah. that, that I'm, I'm writing the quality books that I want to. I, I feel like my editors are giving me some really good feedback and helping me in the direction that I want to go. And I might, I might go to a seminar. I am going to go to, to, uh, I had a wonderful time at Pride events this past year. Got to go to several and it was just so fun to be with my readers and meet the people that were there. It was, we just had a great time together and I definitely want to make sure I get to go do that again this year, this coming year. Cool. Do you think you'll be at the, uh, are you a member of the Golden Crown Literary Society? I am, and I will definitely be there this year. Yep, it'll be my first my first time there. So oh, I'll be there. So hopefully I'll get to see a lot of people and, and some of my reader, my readers will be there and get to meet them. And Nice. Awesome. Great. Yeah. I'm, You're going to get to, are you going? I'm not, I'm not decided yet. Not sure? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm going out to Utah right before that, so. Well, fun. Yeah. What are you going to be doing in Utah? Are you going uh, out for family or no, visit? Uh, or? Uh, rafting down the Colorado and oh, wow. How camping fun. and hiking and yeah, yeah. So an adventure vacation. Nice. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I'll wave to you from the Appalachian Trail. All right. And I want to <laughs> let you know, I live right across from the Appalachian Trail. So, We're in Pennsylvania. They're yeah, in Pennsylvania. Yep. So if you, How fun. If you ever uh, get over this I'll ride. be near Get. I'll be near Gettysburg. Oh, okay. That you're only a couple hours away from me. Oh, how fun! Yeah, yeah, nice. Wow, nice. So, and I'm I'm making it out to Cleveland this weekend. So, are you? Yeah. Well, wave to me. Okay, we'll wave do. wave southwest. Yep, we'll do. <laughs> Standard wave southwest and all. <laughs> great, great. Well, Susie Clark, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, it has been a pleasure talking to you as usual. Um, you're my, my Ohio connection and, um, we look forward to shadow dancers coming out on July 1st. Um, no, January 1st. Oh, January 1st. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. January 1st. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. No, that's all right. January 1st. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm like wishing that we're going into summer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Shadow dancers, January 1st. And then right after that. Uh, later in the year is Enigma, which will be yes. fun. Yeah, great. So, um, again, thank you for being on the show. And uh, that's all the time we have for today. And until Thanks for having me, Anita. It's oh, great to be with you again. Absolutely. Anytime. Um, you know, it's uh, always a pleasure talking to you, Susie. So, thank uh, you. Yep. Until next time, folks, um, may your journey be lighthearted. Peace be plenty. And uh, stay safe out there. Bye-bye.